Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? It's your boy. Got my guy, Mr. Mitchell in the building. Episode 57 of State of the New York Knicks podcast. We're going to talk about our first defeat, 111 to 120 loss to the San Antonio Spurs. Well fought game. But we also going to get into a couple of things from, from yesterday. Um, I'm pretty sure we both spoke about it. But how you doing, brother? How was your day? How, how you feeling so far? And happy birthday. You turned 34 today, so God bless you. I, I'm 29. <laughs> I, turn, I turned 30 January 25th of next year. So <laughs> happy birthday, brother. Cheers, bro. Cheers, bro. Yeah, yeah doing well over here. Glory, glorious day for me for my 34th. So... Looking forward to my birthday celebrations a bit later on in the day. But, um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I liked a few few things what I saw yesterday. Obviously, we, we didn't like a few things we seen. But um, mm-hmm. hey, first game, so, um, yeah, let, let's get into it, eh? All right. So, um, as we both know, you know, the first game we lost. Um, few positives from the game before we – Start going into these quick seg- segments real quick. few positives. We got a lot of steals yesterday. I was very pleased by that. I was very pleased by the defense. I was very pleased by the off-ball defense. We had 16 steals. We had 24 assists. Very pleased at th- I was very pleased at that. Um, I'm just looking straight at the positives for right now. I was pleased with a guy... I, a guy, me and you, admittedly, me and you both crapped on him, Alfred Payton. I will admit we both did. He played. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna crap on him again. He played well yesterday, bro. I, I I will give him that. He played superb off-ball defense, even though his man-on-man defense was just still terrible to me. But he played off-ball defense. He got the offense going. Um. Kevin Knox got three for four from three. He wants to get the 40% from, from three. Um, R.J. Barrett, youngest player ever to score 20 points. Well, the second youngest player ever to score at least 20 points in his first professional NBA game. So that was a good sign. Uh, Julius Randle, uh, 25 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, three steals. He was the first player in Knicks franchise history with at least 25 points, 10 boards, and five assists in the season opener. So, shout-outs to Julius Randle. LeBron was the youngest player ever to score 20-plus points in his NBA debut. R.J. Barrett is the second. Anthony Davis is the third. So, shout-outs to R.J. Barrett. Um, Another quick thing before I let you go, bro. About R.J. Barrett real quick before you go, before I hear your positives about the game. R.J. Barrett, let's... Measure him up to the other top five picks, rookie debuts of tonight. Um, RJ Barrett had 21 points, five rebounds, two, two steals, two assists. John Morant had 14 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. Darius Garland had eight points, two rebounds, five assists. Um, pretty safe to say that RJ Barrett outplayed them all. Um, Marcus Morris, usually, you know, goon, goon activity activated, nine for 18. He had 26 points. A little too much ISO when they was going on that 18-0 run. 
I was disappointed in that. Shout outs to Bobby Portis as well. Um, he seven rebounds, five assists. That five assists, I like that number. He had eight points. Um, Wayne Ellerton played like trash. Shout outs to Taj Gibson. Wayne Ellerton played like straight up garbage. I don't even know why. We're gonna get into the, a little bit of that later on, but um, I'm I'm not gonna get into the negatives right now. I just leave the negatives for you. But I'm loving the positives right now. What did you see from yesterday's game, bro? Just 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 the positives, not the negative. We we just gonna get on the positives for right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as I said, with with the plays you mentioned, I, I liked what I seen. Um, you know, from each of them. Um. You know, Mark, Marcus Morris, as expected, you know, that, that's what I expect out of him. You expect him to, um, you know, bully and ball. Um, yeah, Julius Randle, again, he, he, he sort of, um, he, he wants to be that guy, doesn't he? Um, and I think he, he went out there showing out. Yeah, yeah. Um, RJ Barrett, I mean, you know, people, there was a... A lot of people sceptical of him. I wasn't sceptical because I watched a lot of his uh, college, as you know, and I knew he could run a team. I knew he could run an offense. Um, I mean, yeah, granted, I, I, I'd like to see – it was only first game. I'd like to see the assist numbers um, keep creeping up, obviously, and, and as he gets comfortable, if he gets left in that position now for a, for a while, he, those assist numbers I expect to, to creep up like they were at, um, at Duke. Um, he was a very good facilitator at Duke, um, you know, e- even though his primary positions were um, shooting guard and small forward. But, um, yeah, I liked what I seen from RJ, of course. Um, and it was good showing for his debut, like you said. Um, Bobby Portis, I mean, he was a bit quiet on the points end, but um, he did everything else, did everything else right and everything that was needed. And the assist numbers were, yeah, were beautiful. Yeah, yep. um, especially from, yeah. Especially from a five, I like to see that from a five. Um, a bit of passing, you know. Then you never expect them to to get double digit assists. But I mean, you know, he, he did well. Um, who, who else? Uh, yeah, um, I've i felt I'll I'll go. I'll just put this in there. I did feel for Alonzo Trier, poor bugger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he had a had a been on the court more and. What happened didn't happen. Um, I, I could have seen him having a good game himself. Um, I was just happy to see him start. Uh, I was all for the backcourt myself, um, you know, like the management. Um, they played well together in the preseason, so hopefully we see a bit more of that. And um, he stays I got a question court. for you, bro. Um, I got a question yeah. for you, bro. I want you to answer this. Did David Fisdale start ISO Trier to light a fire up under our point guard's asses? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, sorry about that, people. You know, anchor anchor app goes crazy sometimes. It goes, <laughs> but the, the 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 question I asked you was, bro, did Fizdale start Trey to light a fire up under our point guards' asses because they've been shooting horrible, they've been playing horrible, and it seemed like yeah. Alfred Payton answered the call last night. Yeah, yeah. Well. That, as I was saying before we got cut off, um, I think he he did um, just just purely based on what we've seen from the three of them in preseason. Um, last night was a hell of a lot better from Alfred Payton. Like you said, he he that woke him up, lit, lit a fire under his ass, and he got going. Um, mm-hmm. yep. unfortunately, unfortunately, it, we we know it, it 
it didn't turn out that way for DSJ. It didn't light a fire under him. But, you know, for me personally, I, I mean, I kind of expect that, you know, just from his sort of attitude we've seen Yo, in the past. Stop right that. there. Stop right there. Let me ask you another question. That's so crazy that you bring up his attitude, bro. So I'm listening, yeah. to, jo- I'm listening to Jonathan Magri, our boy J-Mac from over there from Nick's Film School. I'm pretty sure you listen to Nick's Film School sometimes. And I'm listening yeah. to his new pod. And the guy he was recording with said, he he, he he harped on exactly what you just said, bro. He said, yeah. did DSJ have an attitude and was thinking so hard that it affected his game yesterday when he got in the game and it kind of threw his game off because of his attitude. And we know yeah. he had attitude problems in NC State. We know he had attitude problems in Dallas. So... Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there, bro. I definitely agree. Well, attitude, bro. Yeah, put it put it this way. I, I would prefer him... See, this is the trouble. When, it, when when situations arise like this, okay, so he wasn't playing well, so it's it's in the coach's best interest to go, right, well, how, how am I going to get the best out of this guy? How am I going to get him to, to buy into to what I'm trying to sell? Um, he's not doing it at the moment, so we've got a lot of fire. Um, some players can react positively to, to that type of thing. Some players can react negatively and, and they sort of think too much. They go back and within themselves. I, I think he took it negative yesterday and I kind of wanted him to to take it as a positive and go, right, well, geez, you're going to stick stick RJ, who's a small forward shooting guard usually in my position. Damn, I'm going to go out there and, and take this you know, by the horns and, and show, hey, no, 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 I need to start. But he didn't. Whereas Alfred Payton went out there and got, whoa, okay, well, they, mm-hmm. they've hired me to do this and I wasn't doing my job in pre Well, I've got to show something here to get my position back. Um, and he, he did. Like you said, he, his um, on-ball on defence could still be more, much more improved. Um, I do know he's, uh, as I said, I, I do know he, he's good both on and off-ball defence. I've, I've seen it in the past, so I can't understand what's actually going on with him at the moment. And I think that was main, one of the main reasons why they signed him was more so for his defence, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of course he's facilitating, which we knew he had. Um, we know he's like Frank. He, he can't really shoot the ball and, and that. But, yeah, I, I, I don't understand why his, his, his on-ball defence is terrible. But hopefully, hopefully he is that. Um, but, yeah, he, he responded. Uh, I can't. I'm, I'm not even going to really comment on Frank. He was only given what two or three minutes. Um, yeah. You can't expect. On Twitter was ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm arguing oh. with dudes. I'm arguing with dudes. <laughs> on Facebook. I'm like, yeah. bro, he played three minutes. He's human. Fizdale sat him for the first half. Then you put yeah. him in 21 left in the third quarter. What the hell you expect? You expect this 21 year old boy to do? Of course he's yeah. going to mess up the offensive. And defensive flow, and, and that's my only gripe. My the, the the other thing before you go, bro, real quick, is yes, Frank is a professional basketball player. Yes, you always supposed to be ready when your name is called on. I just thought that was a coaching error by Fizz. I, I didn't like that by Fizz. If you wasn't gonna play him, don't play him at all. Just let yeah. him sit and watch the game. But one thing you noticed though, when Frank did come in the game, he mimicked what Alfred Payton was doing. And maybe I don't. Maybe I. Maybe I was going too harsh on Alfred Payne. Maybe we was. Maybe we didn't see the light. You get what I'm saying, bro? Maybe we didn't 
understand, okay, maybe Peyton is a stopgap, but he can probably help with Frank's development. He can help R.J. Barrett come along. He can help Kevin Knox get better shots. He can help these guys develop at a slow rate where we don't have to force none of these guys. You, you get what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, yeah. And, and that, that's why I was, I, I was mentioning it. I've, I've seen him with the Pelicans and, and seen what he could do. And, you know, people – I noticed some people in the, in the groups bring it up. You know, he, he's run a triple-doubles in that last year. Well, when, he, when he's in a groove and he's going well, he, he is um, he's very good for a team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Frank and, and, and all the boy, young boys you mentioned could learn a, a lot from, um, from from He isn't a slouch, um, you know, as I said, when it comes to facilitating defending. Um, mm-hmm. As I said, you just, just need to bring out that on-ball defense that I know he can, he can do. Um, so I, I think he's just having, a, you know, one of those – like any player can, a bit of a slow start to the season, so to speak. I mean, he, he's with a new team. He has to gel. He has to get used to the new coach, new coaching mm-hmm. staff. You know, so that, that can take a little bit of time. But one, once he's integrated, once he's got everything down, once he's comfortable, I, I suspect we'll see a lot more consistent play like we did yesterday from him. And if, if he can do that, you know, that that's what we want to see. Uh, as far as... Yeah, as I said, he, uh, like I said, he, he just um, he responded. And and Frank, well, I mean, I've seen what you've seen on Twitter. I was like, how can you hate on a guy who only had two minutes? Like, he's not. He's, he he was cold as hell because he didn't even get on the first half. Yeah, I would like. Yeah, yeah. And I, then then my counteract was, well, DSJ was on there for what 10, 10 11 minutes or something, and he did nothing. Garbage. Yeah, he did nothing. Yeah, I don't even want to talk about DSJ, bro. I don't even want to talk about him, bro. So I'm hoping uh, next game Frank Frank will get some more minutes. He needs some minutes in the first half if if they're gonna yes. you know wait till yes. you know don't wait till the second half and then oh. expect you know. I, I don't, so I, don't I hope Fizdale was seeing Kyrie scoring fifty yesterday, and I hope the God that he plays Frank. Don't don't let Kyrie bully Peyton and and. and you know, DSJ all night, please. But before yeah. I get to this next point about the Knicks offense, I just got to alert. DeAndre Ayton is facing a 25-game suspension for the NBA's anti-drug policy. So now people no. talk about the Knicks and our dysfunctional organization. I think we stepping away. And I think we, I think I, like I told you on the other pod, I think that Knicks, and that's the tool, the, 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 the Knicks virus, I think it's spreading throughout the league, bro. That is terrible for your number one pick, for, for him to yeah. go through something like that. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I've always said the whole time that the Suns have probably got the worst owner in the league, in my opinion. Uh, as much as Dolan gets heat and, and, and hate, um, he, he's never been as bad as Sava. Um, and, yeah, to... to just that organization as a whole, and now this, I mean, can it get any bloody worse for the poor buggers over there in Phoenix? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have a feeling the next big thing for them, and it's just not It's just going to continue downward spiral. Is Devin Booker's just going to look around and go, no, nah, I want uh-huh. out of this place? <laughs> Yo, we already, did we call it, bro? We called it. We said Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, yep. Nate Griffin. 
it's gonna be a couple stars on the market. That's that's just terrible for the franchise. And oh man, that is so terrible. But back to the Knicks, man. Back to the Knicks. You know the media. You know they always say James Dolan, blah blah. Back to the Knicks, bro. So Knicks film school. Shout outs to y'all. The, the Knicks shot thirty five shots at the rim. They shot thirty threes, but only shot twenty nine mid range jump shots. I'm liking that. I'm liking how they are capitalizing on Julius Randle's strengths, RJ Barrett's strengths, and most of our guards, how we always drive to the rim. I'm loving how they're capitalizing on these strengths. Let RJ Barrett operate in that mid-range area, but I don't I don't want him to live in the mid-range area. But that's that's a great shot chart to understand what this offense is trying to do. Another stat. The over the final game, the Spurs shot nine of 16, 57% from the floor, and the Knicks shot three of 14, 21% from the floor. Now, over that final eight minutes of next game against the Nets, I'm hoping that Frank plays so we can stop bleeding that Kyrie Irving will constantly put on us. Yeah. Um, another encouraging sign for the Knicks roster, bro. Three players had at least five assists. Five players had at least two steals, and three players had at least had at least twenty points. So these are great signs. It shows that the Knicks roster has improved, indeed, in fact, and it just shows how far you know Scott Perry is, has got this gotten this roster. I, I'm loving this roster. I, I, I'm so happy that we got this roster, and I want I I, I want to keep it going, man. I don't want to trade for nobody. I, I just want to stick with the rebuild and keep it going. Um, I guess the last thing that I want to get into, you know, we mo- we, we, we got most everything, was the fire Fizdell comments, bro. It irks me. It <laughs> yeah. bothers me, bro. It, it bothers the hell out of me that we get a coach and, 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 and don't mind me, bro. It's just New York. It's New York is just an impatient city. Everybody's impatient. Everybody's grumpy, blah, blah, blah. It, it's mind-boggling that people are saying fire Fizdale. And this is his second full season on the job. And the Knicks haven't had a coach who's been here past two seasons since Mike D'Antoni. I think the one before that was, who was it, uh, uh, Pat Riley? And that was two decades ago. So, bro, how yeah, yeah. please respond to these fans who is crying about Fizdale's job security. We want stability. We want an organic rebuild. Please explain to these people, bro, why this, this fire Fizdale chant. Well, it must go. It must stop. Okay, well, for, for, for starters, yeah, I, I went on there and, and I was uh, – you know, both on Facebook and Twitter, there they they was I seen that hashtag getting around, and I'm sitting there thinking, well, this is absolutely ridiculous considering the man's only been on the job for one year, and last year he really didn't have the squad to do much with. Like, that, you looked at that list last year, and you kind of went, well, they could win a few games, but they're not really going to go anywhere. We're going to be a lottery team. This is going to be a feeling out year um, for those fans that didn't realize that it was a feeling out year then that i, I don't know where your yeah, brains are at but that that's what yeah that's what what was now i'm going to take a little notion here from the little brother now the little brother over there in brooklyn see they they got marks and they got atkinson and 
You didn't see anybody saying, oh, let's get rid of them after a year. They've been patient with them. They, they've taken a similar approach to the Warriors. The Warriors themselves, they took their licks. They got their draft picks. Eventually, they got to a stage after showing patience where they could compete. Um, and that, that's what's happening over there in Brooklyn now. That's what I've seen with a lot of other teams. You've got to have patience. The minute you start swapping and changing your coach more than you change your underwear, so to speak, it, it's never going to create stability. Um, it hurts the players' games, if anything, because they're constantly having to learn new schemes, constantly having to get used to new coaching. So we need stability with the Knicks, you know, and, and Fizz is now here. They locked him in, what was it, for four years. Um, he needs to see it out, you know. He needs to see it out before any conclusion can be made of him. Um, I don't even think people should be making conclusion at the end of this year because this is now his second year, but his first year he actually has players and, and, and somewhat of a team to actually work with and do something with. You know, you, you could be a good coach, but if you haven't got the right players out there for your scheme and, and, and what you want to achieve, it's, it's still not going to work out. Now he's got better players than he had last year, so we should actually start seeing improvements. Now, you know, there was one game, it's the first game of the season, and people were jumping all over him about his, um, you know, when, when he was interchanging people and, and stuff like that. Like, that's something he has to get used to and he has to yeah. figure out, okay, what rotations do I want, um, when to pull guys off, when to keep them on. You know, it, it's all, um, how do I put it, it's all like trial and error, I guess you can put it. Um, and it's better for him to do that trial and error stuff at the start of the season where it's not going to hurt as much as, say, midway through or later in the season. So he, he, all, all it is now is about finding out, okay, what am I going to lock down as my permanent starting five? What's the best starting five I can throw out there? And then we can go out there with um, with that starting five and introduce the bench when we need to bring the bench on, right? But right. just the pure, it's just it's just ridiculous on a on on him on a guy that's been there for a year. I know they were all calling for Mark Jackson, um, and and I've said before, yeah, he'd be good to just bring in as a consultant and that, but. He wasn't. He did good with the Warriors, but he wasn't getting them over the hump. Steve Kerr came in and he was the one to get them over the hump. So. I personally don't think Mark Jackson's the answer as a, as a straight-out head coach. You know, um, I love him giving advice. I love that he's a former Nick. He can, he can tell stories from back then. Like they've basically done with bringing in, you know, older vets from the Knicks' uh, glory days and bringing them into practices, you know. Bring him in to do stuff like that, that's fine. But there's no need to, to, to get rid of the head coach. You know, we, we've finally got some stability. He needs to start. He needs to see it out. He needs to see the rebuild out. Um, and, and yeah, as I said, basically, we need to have patience like Nets did with Kenny Atkinson and now look, look at where they're at in their rebuild. So that, that oh, if we follow that suit, we'll be fine. You, the minute you start swapping and changing coaches, that's when the team's all over the place. Uh, you know, the losses start piling up. People don't know you know, which way is which. It, it's just too confusing if, if you're constantly swapping coaches. And, you know, you've got to give coaches a chance. You know, I, I believe, you know, by by the end of this, what, three, four-year term, you'll know you'll know if he's the right bloke or not after that amount of time. Um, so, 
it's, it's too soon. It's way too soon. And, yeah, some people just overreact, I thought. Mm-hmm. Hey, hold on. Let me, let me give you some numbers out there, too. This is why I love Scott Perry. Jalen Brown, 8.06, seven rebounds, $115 million. <laughs> yeah. DeAndre uh, Jordan, 40, $40 million, two points, three rebounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, people kill me. Um, But the, 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 the fire Fisdale, the fire Fisdale nonsense, it got to stop. You people, we cannot judge Fisdale until year three. I'm giving him this year, yeah. too. I'm going to give him this because it took two full seasons for Kenny Atkinson to really, you know, get his offensive down, offensive system down packed. So I, I'm giving him – I'm going to start – my clock with Fisdale begins next season. Next season is when I really start to evaluate him because now you three seasons in. Now I'm expecting way I'm expecting a lot of improvement and I'm expecting a great offensive system. Or at least a competent one. I see the plays being run here and there. But let's let let, let, let let's see. Now we got two back-to-back games coming up. We going against the Celtics and we going against the Nets. And I hate the Celtics and I hate the Nets. Well, the Nets could get a little love for me. Little brother could get a little love for me, but <laughs> I hope we win both games, bro. I hope we win both games. But any any final words for the people before we get out of here? Yeah, well, uh, the the Nets game is obviously going to be an interesting one. Obviously, now with them good and 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 we've got a good team. Um, I purely purely think it it's good for the competitive nature, especially for New York sports. Um, always good when the little brother's playing well and, and it gives that healthy competition. It make, makes you work harder, makes you want something more, I, I believe. So um, I'm, I'm very intrigued in that game. Uh, I, I think, um, you know, if we can, uh, I can't say stop, but if we can slow down Kyrie and Carice Levert, who, who also had a pretty decent game the other day, um, I think we'll give ourselves a very good chance at winning and getting the W. Uh, the Celtics... I think might be the easier game actually out of the two of them uh, just because of what they've lost, uh, just because of what I've seen in, in their first game too. Uh, Kemba really, he wasn't playing normal Kemba style. Yep. Uh, that That's team is up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I think they were all, uh, there was a lot of Celtics fans I, I noticed saying, geez, we wish we still had Kyrie and him putting up 50. But <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, no, that'll be an interesting game too. But I, I hope we can come away with two wins. Um, you know, it was a it was a hard fought loss in in the first game. But the main thing is is that what what you can take away from our loss in the first game is we stayed competitive. Yeah, there might have been some silly mistakes here and there, but we stayed in the game. We didn't get flogged. We didn't get flogged like we were getting like we were getting more by some teams last season. Like that that's a good sign of how close we managed to still keep the game. So I want to keep seeing that improvement. And, um, yeah, I, I'd love to get two, two Ws on the board now and, and uh, start the season at 2-1. That, that'll be a very good positive. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, bro. I'm hoping we come out this week in 2-0, but I'm going to be realistic. Uh, we're going to be 1-1 or we're going to be 0-2. Um, 
Yeah. I'm just hoping we stay functional. I, I'm loving the defense. I'm loving the team defense. Um, we look like a competent team, finally. We look like a basketball team. Thank God we sat through 82 games of hell last season for this. So I really appreciate yeah. you, Harry. Um, my guy, Mr. Mitchell, really appreciate you, brother, for joining me today. Happy birthday once again. Um, I guess we could come back to the people on Sunday after the back-to-back. Or if something happens to piss us off greatly the next two games, I guess we'll definitely be on before before this Sunday. <laughs> but That's for sure. Yeah, yes, that's for sure. But shout-outs to everybody. State of the New York Knicks podcast. You already know. It's your boy, Slizzy, my guy, Mr. Mitchell from Down Under. Peace.